In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Please be seated. This is a Passover sacrifice. And when we think about sacrifice, sometimes we think of uh, pagan sacrifices. In a pagan sacrifice, a god is angry, and his anger has to be appeased. And so somebody has to die to um, you know, reduce the anger of that pagan deity. This isn't the case of sacrifice in ancient Israel at all. There is no mention of God being angry at the Passover lamb. There's no mention of the anger of God or the sins of people being put onto the Passover lamb. Indeed, the only time that we read in the scriptures about the sins of the people being put on an animal is the scapegoat. And the scapegoat is let free. He's not killed. So we want to have a clear uh, understanding of what sacrifice means. We get this um, ancient understanding of sacrifice uh, before the time of uh, Moses and the Passover in, um, in Egypt uh, from Abraham and Isaac. Uh, this is, of course, um, hundreds of years before the time of Moses. And we see that uh, Abraham is called to offer a sacrifice. And again, uh, the point of this sacrifice is to um, bring about in Abraham uh, obedience. Right? The Lord says, I've seen that you would be obedient, that you would give everything to me. And so the, the first fundamental understanding of sacrifice that we have to have is that it is an act of obedience to God and an act of giving all that we have to Him. Our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our will. We so want to keep our decision making and our ideas and our thinking to ourselves and the Lord is saying, give that even to me and be obedient to me. So when the Lord sees that Abraham is being obedient, Isaac is saved and they have a sacrifice of this um, this lamb caught in the thicket. And again, this is uh, nothing here about uh, anger or nothing here about sin, uh, but it is an offering and thanksgiving to God. The Passover lamb, if you remember, is offered for the blood to be a sign of God's love and of the people's membership in the family of God. Right, The blood is painted on the door of the house to show that they belong to the Lord. And then the lamb's flesh is eaten to strengthen the people. So this is the understanding that we want to have, the understanding of obedience and offering everything to God and of the blood of the sacrifice being upon us to show our membership with God and the flesh fulfilling and sustaining us for God's work. When we think about what Jesus does in offering himself as the Passover sacrifice. Now sometimes again we want to think about the Passover as one day, but it's not one day. It's a feast taking several days. And Jesus starts that on Thursday night. He starts it by offering his body and his blood. And so 
He gives them the bread and the wine and he shows them, I am the Passover sacrifice. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have life in him. So he establishes himself as the Passover sacrifice. Then we see him go into the Garden of Gethsemane and he takes upon himself all the sins of the world. And in this way, he sets himself apart from those other sacrifices because he bears the sins of the whole world. He takes upon himself, like the scapegoat would, the sins of the whole world. But because he is without sin, he is able to receive all of our sin and still maintain his righteousness. And this is the problem that the writer to the Hebrews says. How can the priest offer sacrifice when he himself is sin? So there's no way for us to participate in that. We have to receive this gift that Jesus has offered us freely because he himself knows no sin. So he takes it all upon himself and he is free from sin because of his righteousness, because he is God himself. And it's clear from this uh, scripture reading that we have, where we have this detailed back and forth with the high priest and with Caiaphas and with Pilate, that Jesus is the one who is in charge and offering the sacrifice. What's made clear in all this back and forth is that they have no power whatsoever and that Jesus is freely offering himself. Pilate begs the people to let him off. And the people have no understanding clearly of what it is that they are um, asking for. And the high priests and Caiaphas have no understanding of who Jesus is. It's clear that this has nothing to do with their choice or with their agency, but this is completely the will of Jesus to offer himself. Nothing would take place without his will. He is offering himself as the high priest. He is priest and he is Passover lamb. He is sacrifice. And he goes to the cross and he offers himself really all of Good Friday. By 9 a.m. he's on the cross. We want to think about the times just a little bit because in the ancient world uh, the day starts at sunrise and ends at sundown. And their hours weren't 60-minute hours like ours, so that what we see is that he's on the cross by 9. By noon, there's an eclipse, and there is darkness. And there is darkness from noon until 3, when Jesus dies. At 3 o'clock, he dies, and the curtain of the temple is ripped, so that the Holy of Holies is exposed, so that the Spirit of God is released upon the whole world. And now they have from three o'clock until sundown to get his body into the grave before uh, the, the Sabbath day. Remember, they didn't have daylight savings, right? So about six o'clock, the sun goes down. So they've got three hours to get permission from Pilate to get his body, to prepare it, to carry it to the tomb, to seal the tomb, and then to get back to their own houses, all on foot. Three hours. 
And at the sundown on Friday, the Sabbath rest has begun. And Jesus is, we read, with the dead. He's with the dead. He's preaching and teaching to those who came before who didn't see him in the flesh. And he is resting in the tomb. And so what we're called to do from now through tomorrow, through our Sabbath rest, is to reflect upon sacrifice. Upon Jesus as the sacrifice. Our sin is upon him. It's been removed. His blood is painted upon our doors and upon our hearts. We are marked as Christ's own. And his flesh has been given us to sustain us for the work that God has given us to do. And if we participate in this sacrifice, if we participate, it is for the benefit of our obedience and giving our will to God. He would take our will and he would take our sin. He would take all of us upon himself and he would bring us down with him into the waters of death and baptism so that we are ready. We are ready for the most powerful miracle the world has ever known. Sunday morning. May we be ready. May we contemplate his sacrifice and be ready for his everlasting miracle.